This is Roy Mata and Catherine Cleary and we're here to talk to you about what I wish I knew before becoming a musician and in this episode we are going to be talking about setting realistic goals. Oh my goodness I wish I had learned this several years ago it would have saved a lot of heartbreak but some things you've got to learn the hard way that's where these episodes come from anyway their own personal experience. And man, setting realistic goals is going to save you a lot of heartbreak in the long run. So what do we mean by realistic goals? Uh, Because I want it all and I want everything right now and that's not always accomplishable. Sometimes you can have these grand visions of what you want, what the future is going to be and you want it all now but you know what? It takes work. It takes time. You have to be patient. And I think unrealistic goals can be a killer because you don't accomplish it straight away and you give up before you even tried because you had unrealistic goals and you thought you'd be, you know, Katy Perry by now. Even Katy Perry didn't happen overnight. Like, it's very much you got to have perspective, perspective about things. It's a good word, Mm. perspective, especially in the music industry. Establishing short-term and long-term. So we don't mean, oh, yeah, in a week, I'm going to be playing this song. Yep. In a week, I'm going to be singing this song like this singer. No. What we mean by realistic goals, short term, it can be between two months to six months, whatever you see short term as. And then long term, it could be a year to two years to even five years. But it's got to be realistic. Like you can't say to yourself, I'm going to write a song tomorrow and you've just learnt the guitar. How are you going to write a song if you've just learnt an instrument? I'm not saying that there's not a way that you can do it. I mean, sure, you can probably go and find a guitarist and then get them to write the guitar and then you write the lyrics if that's what you want to do. But if you want to write a song playing the guitar, that's definitely unrealistic. So setting short-term and long-term goals for your music career. Okay, so we've established, yep, we want to learn this instrument. Yep, we've found this tutor from our previous episodes. If you've been following us since we started, thank you so much for tuning in every week. Short-term and long-term goals for your music career has to be realistic and achievable. Can you achieve writing a song in a week? Yes. If you dedicate 10 hours a day, every day for that week, sure, you can write a song in a week. But if you only dedicate 30 minutes a day, that's unrealistic because you're giving yourself less time to learn something that takes a long time, usually, to learn. But if you treat it like it's a job, And you go, okay, she said I can write a song in a week. You set yourself 10 hours a day. Okay, I'm going to sit down, play this, learn these, do this, whatever you need to do with a tutor, without a tutor, however you learn, then yes, of course that can be accomplished. But if you only half-ass it and sit there for 20 minutes when you set 10 hours, I can guarantee you, you will not be able to do it. Tying in with our previous episode... Dedication and practice, repetition gives you muscle memory. What better is muscle memory if you keep doing it every day for 10 hours? You're more likely to achieve that goal. 
that short-term goal. Now, let's say you can't dedicate 10 hours. Let's say you can only dedicate an hour. So if we do the math, 10 hours by seven days is 70 hours, right? So over a period of 70 days, you set an hour a day of practice, you'll be able to write a song because you've given yourself enough time to learn something. What you've got to do is find the right techniques. If you don't have the right techniques or the right attitude to learn how to do it, then you might as well not start. You're also giving yourself time to make it a habit, something that you just do that's not so hard. It's just, this is what I do. Every day at six o'clock, I just get on the piano and I just go through a song or two. I just go through my set list once every two days. I just go through my 45-minute set list. Yeah, it can be so individual. It really is a habit that needs to be made for you to stick with it, you know? Mm. Which brings me into the next point. Strategies for staying focused and motivated. What are you motivated about? It's something within me. It's something that I need to express. It's something that I just do. A lot of it is also having rehearsals and having structure in place to be able to be, to hold myself accountable. Say I have a dance recital. I know that I've got that coming up on this date. Uh, I have lessons at this time every, you know, once a week or whatever it is, having a structure in place. Um, where others are also holding me accountable because I said I was going to turn up to rehearsal. I said I was going to be in this show. That can be the difference between someone who's who wants to strictly just play at home in their bedroom and be a bedroom musician like that versus a performer. There's a difference there. Whereas to hone your craft, you have to show up. You have to. Having a deadline helps me focus, knowing that you know, it's ticking, it's coming. And if I'm not ready, well, everyone's going to see me suck on stage. Like that's motivation enough for me to, you know, three or four months before the event, have everything together. Know that this is coming up. Know that I need my costume done and my hair done. And I have to be at this, this, you know, with a lift and I have to be there. So motivation and discipline I think go hand in hand because when motivation fails, you've got to discipline yourself. You might really have a really bad day and you really don't want to go to rehearsal because everyone's going to be talking to you and you just got to put on a smiley face. You know, you're allowed to rock up to that rehearsal and say, hey, guys, I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to do what I can. You're perfectly allowed to do that. Like, you don't have to go in and be bubbles and smiles every single time. You'd be yourself and you probably make better music that way because you're not hiding how you feel. You can actually put real emotion into the music that you're creating and a real connection with your band. Use it. Use those bad feelings. Use those those everything and put it into it. Just do it anyway. It's going to suck whether you like it or not. And probably at the end of that hour-long rehearsal session, you're going to feel better than if you had missed that rehearsal session and spent that hour just grumbling about, oh, I can't do it. You're going to be grumpy weather way. Better to at least get a practice in. Exactly. Strategies for me staying focused and motivated, I like to watch performers. Yep. I like to you know, observe how they put on a show. I like to recap on my performances and I like to critique things in a healthy way that's not demeaning in any way. For example, if I was just starting out, what I would do is I would record, sing or play whatever I'm wanting to critique myself on. Right way get feedback. I would do that yeah, and then I would listen to it and then I would fix it. Mm -hmm. I would figure out how to get there or I would do some studies on how to get there. 
I would literally critique myself. So when I perform live now, I go live. Yeah. Everybody's going to see every single mistake. Mm -hmm. So am I. That's what I want. That's what I love about lives is you can't change it. You can't edit things out. You can't cut things and crop things. It's live. And, you know, being a performer for so long, I have literally watched everything I have sung. And I have nitpicked to the point where right now, I am so happy with how I sing. I am so happy with how I play. There's always room for improvement and any means. But I'm happy with where I'm at musically. Yeah, it feels like like a real sense of accomplishment too when you've put in that hard work and you can look back and say, yes, as hard as music is, it's so awesome. To have that applause, to have that validation, to have people going, wow, man, where's your CD out? Where can I find you? And you have to be honest and be able to take on the critiques. And you know what? You can be your own worst critique. You can be your own harshest judge. You can be everyone else is telling you how brilliant, but all you can think about is that missed note in that scale that I did, you know, those little tiny things that you're like, I'm not going to do it next time. I'm I'm going to practice that little part. That separates you from... The big bucks, if you can do it, you can charge it. You, you reach those notes. You put on that kind of show, yeah, you set your own rates. You you control your own everything once that like that. You know, you can have the ego in the industry. You can have the ego if you can back it up. Mm. Have as big as ego as you want as long as I know that when you're going to come in to do the gig that you're going to perform the way that you say you're going to perform, mm. bam, you can be whoever you want to be. Just mm-hmm. get up there and sing, please. We want to hear you. You're fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that I find keeps me focused, Mm. keeps me motivated. But when it comes to something different like songwriting or photography, there's so much that I do. When it comes to those things, the way that I stay focused is up to me ultimately. In the end, how you stay focused, what you use as your strategies is up to you. We're not here to tell you that this is how you should be. We're just here to say that if you have these key things, that you will prevail, you will succeed. And you know, you might one day see yourself on a billboard. You might one day have your banner up in the town square. This could be you, but it's entirely up to you about how you stay focused and motivated to get there. Now let's talk about adapting goals as your career evolves. So I'm going to speak from my experience here for a second. I'm currently in R&B Soul Train with Jess, and we are a working duo. Um, we travel around playing music, and we have been playing for three consecutive days over a period of three months yep. over the weekends. And we've kind of come to the conclusion that we need to step back a little bit. Yeah, We're going to do less geeks. And we're going to write more because we are now at a stage of our musical career where we want to share our experiences. Yes. We want to write down chords. We want to compose. So we're going to adapt our goals from touring and all of that to knuckle down on songwriting. Yeah. Now, currently we have three songs out now, so you can go and check them out. I'll leave a link in the description. But currently we have... Three original songs out now and two cover songs. Just add that to the collection, why don't you? <laughs> Bit of shameless self-promotion. We are all in for it. And we have two singles on the way. Yep. So one is very, very different to how we've written previously. Very, very different. It's a lot more 
about mental health. Oh, I can't wait. Um, this one that's coming out is called Sink or Swim. But the other single that we have was a collaboration that we did with the Morta Joggers Katagini Girls Youth Group. Yeah where we ran a six-week songwriting workshop with a group of Indigenous girls from years fives to seven. And that was in the theme of NADOC 2023, which is For Our Elders. So that is going to be the title of the song, which is completely different to the single that we're going to release before that. So we're going from a heavy topic to a happy topic. Like, it's complete opposites. Sink or Swim is an expression of anxiety and depression and working with that to write this song I had to visualize and stay focused on how I want people to feel when I'm singing it this is a collaboration with me and Jess I wrote the guitar and Jess wrote majority of the words so it's really sharing some vulnerability of her from an anxious mind and a sense of depression and sort of moving through those emotions, to write the lyrics, to match it. Mental health is a big thing. And when I did the busking to raise funds for charities, all that was going through my head was how much this can help. And I think that's what my focus was for that, was how much I'm going to help people with my small contribution. It might be small, but it's a contribution. So adapting your goals as your career evolves is something that you'll find you'll have to do naturally. Have you had to adapt your goals? My goals have stayed the same, but I've wanted to expand them. Things like Cattoberfest. I wanted to throw Cattoberfest. Now it's like I want to grow it. I want it to keep going. Like you said, you, you adapt and you change, but the goals have always stayed the same. I'd love to go and sing for Eurovision. There you go. I'd love to be the Eurovision girl. I'd love to have my own production on the Sydney Opera House. I'd love to do that. There are so many things that seem outlandish and crazy, but why not dream big? Why not go for the big, big ones? Because you never know. I've bullshitted my way into some crazy situations. I reckon I can do it again. Like, I've got more in me. You've got to have an appetite for it. You've got to have ambition. You've got to set yourself up to go hard. In, in life, so many people will bring you down and tell you that you can't do it and it'll come at you from all angles. You have to be like the only person to have your back and be in your corner 100%. And you will find your tribe. Within the industry, you will find like-minded people who are doing the exact same thing as you, regardless of what anybody else says. This podcast being a prime example of we're going to do it any way are you on board or not if you jump on board and you give it a go you turn up when you say you're going to turn up and you do the work people appreciate that and that speaks volumes and it's how this industry is done there's no hr there's no managers and and you know your boss over here is going to call you in to come in on a tuesday afternoon no 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 you have to go out and you have to call up everybody and make the opportunities happen for yourself you have to have a writer you have to have a set list you have to be able to play to the songs that they like for as long as they want you to or not you know, if you can't do it, no worries, man. There's always going to be somebody to jam with. There's always going to be, you know, cute little community things. But if you want to be a performer, I'm talking strictly performing, you have to have that killer instinct. You have to have that edge. And I, I want to say you, you need to be competitive, 
But in my experience, the competitive comes from competing within yourself, not the other artists. Because if you go into this industry wanting to come in and, and be that competitive person, you're going to have a vastly different experience than if you come in and you support each other, but you're competitive within yourself to take on the critiques and be the best version of yourself instead of trying to bring the other singers down. You know, there's two sides that way you can go and Ooh, word gets around. You want to um, build a reputation. Like It doesn't take long for you to be, oh, that girl's hard to work with. Oh, she's a fantastic singer, but I really don't like working with her. Last time I booked, she just had the ego of the century and I can't stand it. It's, it's so easy. It's how you treat people. Oh, 100%. So. I feel like that's a big, big statement. Mm. You have to be likable yeah. in this industry. Yeah, it helps. 100%. It definitely helps. You got to know. You got to know yourself. You got to have the confidence within yourself. You got to be like, yeah, I'm doing this. Regardless or not, if I get 50 no's, there's, there's one yes is just around the corner and I'm coming for that yes. I'm coming for it. You know, opportunities can pass you by. There can be things where, you know, do I morally agree with this? Is this going against my values? And if you walk away, you could lose everything that you've worked, you know, the past two years for. But there's always another opportunity to build it back up again. There's always another go around. You know, nothing's absolute. We talk about always and forever some things. Like, now things are changing all the time. Mm. Just just in my lifetime, the importance that social media has come from being something that's, you know, cute and fun to something that people are launching entire careers off it has been astounding so quick. And if you're not on TikTok and Facebook and all the other platforms, you're just going to fall behind and get lost in the muddle. Mm. Not only do you have to have these social medias, but you've got to be good at it. Like people think it just happens overnight. No way. Being an influencer and being on social media is hard and takes talent and lots and lots of work. It's its own art form. We talk about the music industry being a business. It is a business. Being able to sing is great. Being able to play an instrument is fantastic. But if you want to have longevity and actually make something out of it, you need to have other skills that can support yourself and other people make shows. Exactly. And, you know, the importance of setting realistic goals is be real with what you can achieve and how long you can achieve it by. And being adaptive. Mm -hmm. You've got to be adaptive. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in.